Rick, the 2022 National Football League season is upon us. Optimism reigns. Hope is eternal. And Jalen Hurts is perfect. The Eagles roster is set and they now face what appears to be the rudderless Detroit Lions. Howie and Nick have crafted quite a team that gives us Eagles fans a reason for positivity. Welcome in, everyone. This is the 19096 Show with your host, Rick, and myself, John. Rick, say hi. Hi. How are you feeling on the eve of this fine football season, Rick? That is just exactly what it is. It is like Christmas Eve. It is uh, NFL football eve. Does it get any better than this? No, I don't, I don't think it does. We, we, uh, it's like yeah, opening all your gifts on a oh, big finish. Come on, feel it. All right, where were we? Uh, yeah, it's like it's Christmas Eve. It's it's football Christmas Eve right now. It is. It yeah. is for the next seventeen weeks. Eighteen yep. weeks. Eighteen weeks. Eighteen weeks. Seventeen weeks and a bye. Yep. Uh, Kathy, my wife, will be. On pins and needles for about three hours, wondering if I'm going to be bummed for the rest of the day, <laughs> or uh, or in a decent mood. Yes. So that's hopefully that's... this year it's more happy mood than uh, my week is ruined. Yeah, yeah. No, it's there's uh, like I said, there's you know everyone's everyone's kind of on the uh, the Eagles train these days, um, which is a nice segue, kind of like. You know, I want to talk about first is like what the the media hype behind our Philadelphia Eagles. It's it's uh, it's hitting a fever pitch. I heard some. I, I could be wrong about this, but um, I want to say that the Pro Football Focus. Oh. I think they had two PFF. Or five, yes, two or five writers said that the Eagles will win the NFC. Hmm. Not the NFC not, East. Not the NFC East. Yes, the the omission of a certain word East is uh, intriguing. Yes, I did not yeah. use the mute button there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and they were the only uh, team to have, um. You know, the, I guess there's two out of five. The other three did not have uh, agree on any team. So in essence, you know, by consensus or, you know, they uh, they are the team. Yeah. The funny part, like anytime anyone talks about in the media, whether, you know, they're being interviewed or they're kind of hosting their show, they make the idea that the Eagles are like, like this, this revelation that the Eagles are the ones this year and that they're, they're, they're beating out the line or they're beating out the, uh, 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 the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know anyone who's picked the Dallas Cowboys. Like, why is like the the general narrative or sentiment whenever everyone picks the Eagles? It's like no one else is picking them, but I'm picking the Eagles. <laughs> well, first of all, to win the NFC East, you know, no team has ever repeated uh, two years in a row to win the NFC East, and we yep. know the Giants. Um, oh, Giants! Yes, hello, Evan, the Giants fan. Um, they probably will not. Um, the Giants stooped even lower than low this week when they signed somebody who was cut by the Lions. Now that's uh, that's pretty bad. Oh, the uh, the wide receiver that uh, 
that kid who dropped a pass on like the goal line or whatever, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, and then you know, I only, I only, I just have two words for the commies down uh, I ninety five. Carson Wentz, yeah, will disappoint you. Yep. No, no doubt. Yeah. So by default, right? Who are you going to talk about? You're going to talk about the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, there's not a lot of newsy type, you know, newsworthy uh, things going on with the other teams. Um, but yeah, everyone, uh, you know, your Rich Eisens, your Chris Sims, your um, uh, Colin Cowherds, your Michael Irvins, uh, that weird doughy guy on the NFL morning show, the NFL wake up morning show. I don't know what that guy's name is, but you know, kind of the yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, they're all, you know, the Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. It's either the NFC East, NFC Championship, and I think there's there's a, there's a contingency out there that think uh, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. On CBSSports.com, it says, number one prediction, Eagles earn number one seed in NFC. Yeah. about that? I, I, I'm okay with that. But now we're getting to that point where it's such a fever pitch where it's like, oh, boy. Here it comes. Here, here it comes just crashing down on us, you know. And that's why, like, the uh, past couple of shows, why the, the first game out of the shoots, a little anxious. But, you know, I think the I, they did get, you know, the Eagles did get one dose of good news. It sounds like uh, Mr. Kelsey is, is back and playing for this week. So I think that's huge. Well, I think we, there's also some other good news. We traded Jalen Raker. Yes, I think, I think oh. Howie's been listening to our podcast. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, Howie caught wind, <laughs> clearly has seen our text messages, uh, along with uh, another friend of mine. Um, yeah, and has has seen the um, frustration, I'll say, uh, on our text messages. So, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and it was interesting how candid Howie was this past week uh, during a press conference about just basically admitting it was a bad move to uh to draft him right right yeah i saw that also they said they drafted it him for fit you know they had somebody in the slot and they were looking for speed and that's why they didn't draft justin jefferson yeah because raider was a speed guy um so yeah he <clears throat> owned up to it yeah i'll give uh i'll give howie props for yeah con- basically confessing his sins on uh on that draft pick but don't let it happen again, Howie. Yeah. Not on our clock, mister. Hey, like I said, Howie, I've been seeing for years. Just draft SEC guys. The yeah. next best player from the SEC, preferably Alabama or Georgia. Um, but, yeah. You know, I, I thought of you this past week because someone else had finally connected those dots. <laughs> that that's what Howie's doing. He's just logging guys from from all the top programs. And it's like... Duh! There's no need to go to TCU. This is you don't need you know you don't don't need to be in the NFL for 30 years to figure that one out. Yeah, right? yeah. Just go go where the uh, go where the talent is, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's it just makes sense, right? Occam's right. razor is that the uh, would that apply here? The simplest answer is usually the correct one. Just go pick winners, winning programs. Yes, yes. They they have culture. Yeah, culture. culture of winning. Sure. Uh, that's, you know, to connect the dots from the last podcast, that's what I said, you know, you need. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so. Should we talk about uh, the Eagles' upcoming appointment? The uh, what I referred to in the open as the rudderless giant or Giants. Well, the the Giants are rudderless too, but the rudderless Lions. Uh, and the reason I said that, Rick, is because I don't think it's officially been announced who's doing the play calling for the Lions just yet. Good old Dan Campbell just is willy nilly thinking I could do it, or Ben Johnson could do it. I don't know, I could do it. Ben's good, it's like. You run a team like that? <laughs> Who wants to do it this week? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm in. <laughs> Can I put my name in the hat? Anybody have some good ideas? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Deuce, you're up. You're doing it this week. Let's just rotate. Let me check out the suggestion box, and then I'll decide. Mark Brunel, a slightly overhyped quarterback uh, from your NFL plan. What you want to call him this week? You go ahead and call him this week. Right. right. Yeah. I just, I don't understand that. I well, you know, this is the team who just brought in Nate Sudfeld as their number two quarterback. So that's the part, like, during hard knocks when um, they said, like, oh, we have a uh, – was it, was it the VO was like, and there's a, uh, a signing bombshell. Like, and I'm like, did I miss something? Okay. I was like, oh, this is exciting. They, they signed someone that I haven't heard of? And they cut to a shot of, of Sudfeld in, in the front row. I'm like – Oh, my God. Like, any well, Eagles fan would see that. They'd be like, okay. I, 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 also, I also like the coach who's like, oh, hi, Nate. Oh, yeah, you're here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. Oh, you're on the, you were on the red eye or something like that. You're already here. Like, really? You didn't see him? You didn't, you know, you didn't say hi to him when you walked in the door? He's just, right. Right. I, that was the, the weirdest exchange. Yes. Well, it's also, I mean, they don't have another quarterback on the roster. Right? I mean, yeah, they they dumped uh, Bloff or Bloff and uh, who's the other dude? Uh, Tim Lewis out of Western Kentucky. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that other quarterback, that uh, guy that they cut and he signed with the Vikings. I think he was like, man, I'm out of here. Yeah, I, I suffered through a three thirteen and one season last year, and these guys are cutting me and they want to put, want to put me on the practice squad. I think he was just like, I'm out of here. Yeah, it's it's interesting. He didn't have they didn't interview him or he didn't have much to say, which kind of tells you something. Right. Right. You know, it's like, oh. And they they never interviewed speaking of which, they never interviewed uh a bunch of starting players. Right. Right. You picked up on that also. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was a lot of it was just like fringe players. Like yeah. I don't I think golf was barely even interviewed. Yeah, barely. All. Yeah, barely mentioned. Golf was DJ Chark was never they never even I don't think they even said his name. Yeah. Uh, their tight end Hawkinson was never. Made. I think the only like real starter that was honestly mentioned was probably you know Hutchinson. Right. That's it. Right. Right. Um, well, and also uh, speaking of hard knocks and the Lions, I uh, I took the opportunity to uh, look at the teams that did hard knocks and then their record. Oh, fascinating! Right, uh, yep. or their record in the in their in the first week, right? The first uh, week number one. What yeah. Their so, was. a quick point of clarity for for folks that don't know, for all our fans out there. Uh, so, hard knocks is the, how they chose pick them. Is it? It can't be a first year coach, and you can't have made the playoffs the year before. Oh, really? Is that? Yeah, is that I think that's that's like the the math. Oh. Um, as far as how they choose uh, which uh, which teams to pick, from. I I know you're explaining uh, who, what, or maybe we should explain hard knocks 
to the uh, audience out there, that would be my father, your father, yep, my mother's husband, yep, or other and brother's dad, and other brother's dad, <laughs> my <laughs> uncle's brother, exactly, <laughs> and exactly. my grandmother's son-in-law, right? Yeah. So Hard Knocks is a yeah is is a uh, reality show basically a reality show based on the NFL and and NFL team. Yeah, it's an HBO show that follows a team through training camp and lots of swear words. So yes, they've done this now. They followed uh, fourteen teams or no uh, seventeen teams, and in week one, so you know you have four weeks of uh, preseason, and then right after that you roll into week one. The teams have been 5-11-1 in hmm. week one. Now, if you take out, like, the Cowboys have been in there twice. If you take, and the Rams have been in there twice. Yep. Uh, and then there's another team that was in there twice. So if you take out the teams. The Raiders, that, maybe? Uh, no, Raiders were just in there once. The Bengals, 2013 and 2009. Yes, you are correct. I would have that, never guessed that, that, would, that but yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. A team that didn't make the playoffs and, and not, not a first year head coach, yeah. <laughs> so if you take those out, you know, the people that have already been through hard knocks and should know what to do and you know, all that. The uh, the teams in the first week are three, ten, and one. So yeah. um, I am hopeful. Yeah, that this uh, this means uh, we're in a good spot. Yeah, but yeah, the run, I, I think you know we probably n- n- uh, know a little bit more about this team than we would um, if uh, they weren't on hard knocks. Yeah, and it certainly helps, like especially going into like week one, right? So for next week, we'll have, we can we'll be able to watch. Uh, they play the uh, Commandos week two. Is that if they play week two? Who no. Yeah, who are the Eagles playing? Uh, Vikings. Okay, so at least we'll have a, you know, we can watch a game with the Vikings. Right now, if we didn't have hard knock to be, you know, we'd be uh, scouring the Detroit Free Press for uh, news clippings to figure out what their story is. But yeah, courtesy yeah. of uh, HBO uh, yes. and the no fine opinion. folks at NFL Films. Um, it is going to be a sellout. Yes, I did see that. That's, uh, yeah, hopefully, um, you know. You know, I hope the I hope the Lions, you know, find a path. I just I just don't think Campbell's uh, the right type of head coach. Yeah, personally. Yeah, uh, I don't think so either. But um, as long as he's not ready week one, I I do not uh, I do not care. Yeah, so. it, the the guy was like too volatile as far as like like <laughs> emotional. Like if there's one thing, and like all the the professional athletes I've dealt with over the years, it's like. The one common like thread out of like all the good ones is you never get too high and you never get too low. And this dude, Dan Campbell's like, he's the opposite. Either he's like clinical in his office, like squeezing the top of his nose, like can't make a decision, or he's like yapping it up on the sideline and having a hoot and a holler, a good time. Right, right. So. Or he can't come up with uh, two or three words at the end of. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was yeah. waiting for the narrator to say, uh, we, we can just move on. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> it must have been like a minute or two. Like, I found my, yeah, I found myself like, I, here's some words. I got some words for you. Like, started spitting out words myself. And like, 
I was kind of like, oh, geez, like this is kind of this is kind of awkward. He's not saying anything. Which like, again, as, as if I was, uh, you know, there in the room. <laughs> totally, yeah. Which goes back to like, I think they're rudderless. I mean, it just now. I, it, I obviously, you know, the show is going to show the most, you know, interesting thing, the most extreme in either directions. I get that, but they clearly had plenty of like fodder of Campbell just being, you know, a nitwit. So. Right. I don't, I don't think they had any shortage of footage or moments. Uh, uh, the one thing, you know, with uh, the Lions is, you know, the running backs are going to come to play because Deuce Staley is the uh, sure. yeah, position yeah. coach. So um, he's a hardcore guy. I have a lot of respect for him. He's always done you know, a really good job with his running backs. So yeah, those guys will be ready. And plus, you know, playing his old team. Yeah. It was interesting to see him coach because of all the years of being in Philadelphia – a former assistant at Philadelphia, and him never getting the head head coaching job. Um, there was a lot of chatter in Philadelphia. He should get the head coaching job. He should get the, you know. And, you know, uh, the Eagles had their reasons why or why not. They they didn't go with him. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, we got Jared. You know, really, if, if I didn't watch Hard Knocks and I asked me to name – some players on the Lions, besides Jared Goff, I would be really hard-pressed yeah. to come up with some names. Yeah, I, do, I would... I, I wouldn't... I would know barely any of these guys. Right. Um, I mean, I don't think a lot of these guys are, you know, again, going with our, the, the Howie slash Rick philosophy, go from big-time programs. I don't think a lot of these guys came from big-time programs. No. No. And I saw, uh, which one call it? The old Eagle, uh, High Tie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's out. Yes, he's out. He's not going to be playing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that would be the only real player besides golf that I would know on that team. Yep. Um, besides Nate Sudfeld, <laughs> if he counts. I, I just. <laughs> I like seriously like question like their their player personnel folks who's like yeah Sudfeld's the answer, <laughs> and like any like live like game tape of him is just really like if golf goes down the the lines are are zero and seventeen. Yeah, I, the thing about Nate Sudfeld that I don't understand is it has all. I mean, he must be a. Awesome practice player because yeah. he has built a career of barely even playing. I mean, most of the times on the Eagles, he was deactivated yep. on game day. Yep. And, you know, literally for years. Yeah. Um, and then he was with San Francisco, what, last year or maybe for two yep. years? Yeah, maybe two years. Um, and, you know, and then, uh, which we'll call it, uh, the Lions get rid of their quarterbacks and bring him in as, you know, Oh, yeah, I just there's something's up. Like that's just strange. Yeah, it's he must be so impressive in uh, in practice because I think he played what one game, two games here this whole time. Yeah, uh, at best. I mean, I can barely remember him getting in, and it was, I mean, it was just a sorry state of 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 passing and and you know running a offense. Right. Well, it's. Um, I think he was. Uh, he got in and played 
like that one game when I think they're playing the you know one of these last game of the season it didn't matter what it was and he played yeah it's I and, and uh, yeah I I mean they have to be scouring the the waiver wire for someone else um yeah. But he, he, the only thing I could figure, and this goes kind of back to your point about like amazing in practice, he must just be a good offensive mind, but he can just throw a tremendous, you know, practice ball for, you know, other than that, I, 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 yeah, I'm totally vexed as far as why they would pick him up. He has played in four games, uh, one in 2017, one in 2018, or I'm sorry, two in 2018, and one in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, I think uh, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, who might be calling plays, we don't know, you know, they haven't announced that yet, we'll see. Uh, he's, what, 36 I think Sudfeld may be the same age. Yeah. Uh, uh, 28, not even close. Never mind. It sounded like a... But, yeah, I mean, Ben Johnson's, what... Basically the same age as Steichen, I think. Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator, is basically mid-30s. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sudfeld's made $10, $10 million and only played in four games since he came into the league in 2016. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, Make that yeah. money. Uh, ben Johnson is um, young. Um, I had my stuff here, but now I can't find it. Um, but yeah, he can't, he's that guy who came in as a quality control guy. and um, Which is basically like an offensive PA, right? I mean, you're just kind of the assistant to, uh, uh, to the offensive coordinator. You're a gopher at that point. Yeah, he came in, he was... Uh, quality analyst and then he was tight ends coach and then he's yeah. tight ends coach and passing game coordinator and now he's the offensive coordinator yeah so not really long on experience so it i mean it should be interesting i think steichen was probably a quality control guy seven eight years ago thereabouts he was what offensive coordinator in uh chargers for a couple of years during herbert's first couple of seasons yeah so, but yeah, it's you know the spread. I don't even know what the, what's the spread right now in this the game. The spread, and that's the thing that just I don't get. I mean, it's four points. Hmm. And I look at that and I say, okay. Last year, the Eagles made the playoffs, and the Lions were literally the worst team in the NFL. Yep. They, they were three and thirteen and one, and we're playing at Detroit. And the spread is four. And you can't tell me that, you know, the Lions are even that close to the Eagles who made the playoffs last year. I mean, yeah. the Eagles have upgraded, but I don't think, you know, magically in the offseason, the Lions have jumped up to be, you know, playoff contenders. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't get that. So I think an interesting matchup of the week will be, um, Hutchinson, the rookie, against um, uh, Lane Johnson. I mean, yes. i got to think Hutchinson's just going to get taken to school. Welcome to the NFL, Mr. Hutchinson. Oh, man. He's, he's just going to be like, I'm just running into a brick wall for three hours. Um, 
Yes, the uh, yeah, he's going to be taking the school. Aiden Hutchinson, number one draft pick in yeah. uh, the draft this past he's, year. He's going to earn his check this week. Um, but I mean, you know, outside of like any other guys on that defense, you know, it's not like I'm scared that the Eagles can't run or pass on them. Right. Well, it, the one person I would be scared of um, is one number sixty-seven on. Um, and maybe you know this guy, John. His name's Matt Nelson. Uh, that is not my brother-in-law, <laughs> just for clarity. <laughs> there is a Matt Nelson. He's 6'7", 318. He went yeah. to Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Matt is, uh, the other Matt Nelson that I know is is a uh, substantial human being, but not that big. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I just... Uh, I, um, I look at that uh, four point spread on the uh, on the game, and I just don't get it. So, yeah, um, I yeah, uh, I I just don't see. You know, they're playing inside, so you know weather shouldn't matter whatsoever. And I think really when you play in a dome, right? I mean, that's really a true matchup, team against team. You know, if there's no, you don't have to worry about weather. You don't have to worry about. Uh, you know, the field being muddy or the grass being too long and you can't run that fast. It's a true uh, football team against football team. Yep. Um, so uh, I just don't know, you know, um, where I just don't get it. Yeah. As I say that for the 25th time. Yeah. And there, I, I don't know who, who they're kind of like, I assume it's their, their uh, middle linebacker, Alex Anzalone, is their you know, the green dot guy or, you know, kind of the quarterback of the defense. I mean, he's not terribly impressive. So I just don't see, you know, with all these playmakers that the Eagles have, how they just will, you know, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Four points. Um, and, you know, like I said, nobody jumps out in going through their roster. I mean, I, I know I know none of these guys, and I like to think that I am, you know, a pretty good, uh, pretty uh, aware of um, players in the NFL. DeAndre Swift—that's uh, actually a guy. I had St. Joe's Prep product here in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, well, he did go to Georgia, so at least he's—he's he's probably the one and only that uh, is probably from a championship pedigree. Right. So. Right. Um, so yeah, they are rudderless. Hopefully, they'll be rudderless for another week. Yep. Which, yeah, I, I just don't, you know, watching that room of the of that, you know, with those guys on hard knocks, I just never got a sense, you know, in the way people were holding themselves, the way people were speaking, like, hey, this is a team of of coaches that really knows what's going on, right? <laughs> like the, they just. If you really just watch, like sit and just watch their body, you know, and I get, I get it, you know, the, the camp is long and hard and it's, you know, 24 seven, I get all that, but man, they just, they just look like slouched, like just beaten. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and you know what? They're the Lions. 313 and one last year. Yep. So. Um, so for uh, so the the game is airing on Fox uh, this weekend. It's a uh, 10 a.m. Pacific kick, 1 p.m. Eastern. 
Uh, your color guy is Mark Schlereth, former Bronco, once again. Uh, no Eagles calling uh, Eagles games on any of the networks just yet. They're, we're 0-1. Uh, Adam Amin is your uh, play-by-play guy. Pretty run-of-the-mill, kind of what you'd expect. Nothing, uh, you know, does a fine job. Um, and then the sideline reporter, reporter is Christina Pink. Um, don't know that? much about her, but I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Um, so, you know, kind of, it looks like to be kind of their B-level crew for, uh, for this week's game. So well, yeah, we, we've had a lot of shuffling in the off season of commentators and. Yep. Yeah. The whole Thursday night crew. Um, yeah, really threw a wrench in the, uh, old Fox, uh. Uh, Fox lineup. I think isn't isn't it Fox? It's kind of holding down the fort for um, for the arrival of Tom Brady. Uh, they are. Yeah, they are. That, I, I don't know if Giselle has signed off on that. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> you're spitting truth right there. It sounds like that's the uh, that's the big hang up right now. I bet you actually Giselle would want him to be calling games rather than playing in games. Right. Well, I think I think she wants him around to take the kids to school. Yeah. She she's done. She's spent. Right. She's like I held down the fort for enough. Um, yeah. Some. Uh, yeah, this is kind of like a no name. Uh, Chris Myers, Robert Smith, Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, uh, Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, Joe Davis, Daryl Johnson. That's the Fox. Yeah. Kind of a very um, run of the mill. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's no one that really kind of jumps out at you. No, but uh, yeah, the Nance and Romo um, have the CBS late game, Kansas City at Arizona. Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. I mean, we've just gotten to um, just some bottom of the barrel. Yeah, there just isn't. Yeah, Tom McCarthy, uh, who is the television play-by-play guy for the Phillies, will be uh, doing the Indianapolis at Houston game with Tiki Barber. Yeah, Tiki Barber. Yeah. So. Um, and most importantly, uh, Mark Sanchez will be doing the uh, the Giants Tennessee game. So butt fumble continues to get work in the broadcast world. Right. Right. Yeah, and once again, I don't see any former Eagles on any nope. of these as a color commentator. And I still, I uh, Peter King has yet to barely even touch any subjects about the Eagles. I'm still convinced he has no interest and has. Yeah, just doesn't care about the Eagles. None, yeah, nothing. I wonder where that is. We have to I, find out about that. Yeah. Goes all to all the camps for everyone else. Go to Philly? Nope. Don't want to. Yeah. So. I'll have to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. I'll put that on my list. Uh, should we take a look at, uh, you know, what it, what the other NFC, team, NFC East teams are up to? Yeah, let's do a wraparound. A wraparound. So the, uh, your Jaguars, your Doug Peterson-led Jaguars are at... The Washington Commandos. Oh, so that look at that that, that is a, yeah that's a, a Carson Wentz Doug Peterson reunion game. Yeah, so that's a, that I think will be your um, interesting game of the week for Eagles fans. That is not an Eagles game. Yes, um, so that, very... uh, they will be handing out um, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl rings as the giveaway there at the game. yeah. Uh, we have two. I have two of them actually here at the house, courtesy of a cousin of mine. 
Exactly. Now, authenticity, uh, questionable at best, but, you know, they hey, still he, look like the he, Super Bowl. bought them from a guy off a street corner in Philadelphia, I'm sure. Yeah, they, 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 yeah they're, they're probably real. Yeah. Uh, but I got to think, you know, in this case, you know, um, Doug, you know, Doug probably has a more favorable situation in terms of knowing Carson as opposed to Carson knowing Doug. So, <laughs> or, um, or Carson knowing himself. Yeah. Yeah, Carson definitely has a case of either making some incredible throws or just, oh boy, just some really questionable moves, overextending plays and and finding ways to humiliate himself. Yeah, that should be, I mean, it should be a pretty good game um, just from the standpoint to see um, where Doug Peterson, you know, he won a Super Bowl here. I don't think he really ever got the credit that, you know, he's deserved. Yep. Um, but it should be interesting to see, uh, you know, those are two teams that were pretty bad last year. And let's see who is the better of the worst. Yeah. Um, I personally, for obvious reasons and not so obvious reasons, will be cheering for the uh, Jaguars. <laughs> are you a Doug Peterson fan? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I like Dougie Fresh. Um, I, I would root for Doug over Carson. Yeah. 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 Funny enough, it just, just occurred to me, there was, gosh, what was it, 2000? When, I think what, Tom Coughlin was head coach of the Jaguars? He, uh, when I worked, so uh, I worked for the Jaguars for their preseason game, so I spent like three weeks in uh, Jacksonville. I didn't know that, really? Yeah, it was, it was like this blip on the radar of, of, a, of a job I, I did. And the, <laughs> the Jaguars... Uh, executives would stand in the production truck and whenever the director would cut to a shot of Tom after three seconds they would yell in the truck get off of him get off of him because <laughs> they, they clearly had gotten directed from someone like do not stick him on camera for extended period of t- periods of time what were they afraid he was going to pick his nose or something? I they just didn't want I, him to be the face, or I think general just kind of humiliation and like him just doing weird stuff and like yelling stuff. And I think I think Coughlin was just really sensitive of just being seen on camera and just yelling or screaming. I mean, think about when uh you know when the Eagles during the miracle of the Meadowlands too, right? Like when they lost that game and that shot of him just walking up to the kicker and just chewing his ass out. <laughs> I mean, I think that was like that was a regular thing for Coughlin. I think Coughlin was just one of those old school guys who would just lay into dudes, right. and yeah, the executives would be in the production truck just telling the director get off of them, and it happened. There was a point where like in the truck they like they were on a shot, they just said get off of them, get off of them. It's like okay, it's pretty funny, but um, yeah, that uh, Coughlin yelling at that punter um, what God, was I can't probably. Almost as good as the run back. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> as icing on the cake. Right. Uh, Segway, uh, next, uh, uh, next game, uh, NFC East. Uh, a formal, uh, another uh, uh, team of Tom Coughlin's, the New York Giants uh, at the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah. Got to think, uh, you know, I think at this point, between these two, two games, I think uh, your NFC East. Uh, folks will be zero and two, right? Um, so I heard the play call this year uh, will be for the Giants, Mike Kafka, uh, the quarterback. Product, really, a product of the quarterback factory here yeah, in yeah. Philadelphia. 
Where? Yeah, that's hysterical. I remember Mike Kafka. I haven't heard that name in a while. Right, right. Um, so, you know, the Giants are signing people cut by the uh, Lions, and the play caller is a former Eagle. Yeah, uh, drafted in the fourth round of 2010 by the Philadelphia Eagles. Where, uh, uh, from Northwestern? Northwestern, that's right. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. So he's probably smart. <laughs> then makes you ask a the question. Then why did he take a job with the Giants? So, hey, if you if if you can call plays in the NFL, you know, go do it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, go for it. I would, I'd even do that for the Lions or the Jaguars. Yeah, I would too. Right? And it sounds like the Lions still need someone to call plays, so they have a job opening. Uh, continuing on the trend of probably losing, um, the Buccaneers are traveling to. Dallas. So you're probably looking at, uh, you know, probably a generally pissed off Tom Brady looking to keep some doubters, you know, quiet uh, going down and probably giving the uh, the Cowboys the old wood shampoo with nothing but touchdown passes. Um, not only that, but, um, you know, I have something to talk about here, John. Oh, please. Jason Peters. So oh my God! With that team in the town that starts with a big D. Yep. Can you believe that? No, that's just. If I'm Jeffrey Lurie, I'm like, you're not. We're not going to enshrine you in the whatever. The yeah, you, I, wall of honor or whatever you. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, does that officially take him out of the running of being in the Eagles like Hall of Fame? I, I mean, I I think it does. Right. Yeah. Right. I a hundred percent think it's it takes you out of the uh, uh, out of that running. Yeah, um, and out of all the teams, right? Yep. I mean, um, and he's he's like forty years old. Yeah. I mean, I could see you know Tom Brady play forever if you're back there throwing the ball, but you know left tackle. Rick, he's forty and two hundred and twenty-eight days old. So he's he's coming up on forty one, right, right. And he'll be forty one by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, which when we we'll have to remember when we play them that there will be three or four times during the game where he will fall down and you know he'll have to go off to the sideline, be out for a couple of plays. Yeah, be out for in. a couple of players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and you think he you like, know that that happened every time. every game? Like every someone just game. shot him in his Achilles, like from like up in the stands, right? And just and every time it's like, oh my gosh, what yeah, is exactly. yeah, like, totally. Was yeah, it, was it his knee, his ankle, his you know? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we can't do it without him. And then like, yeah, three or four plays later, he's back in. The oh, game. he's like, back in. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> it's like no, the guy just like hobbled off. Like he, yeah, like someone just cut his Achilles and he couldn't walk anymore. It's but almost nah. like I, 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 I remember when he did that. It's like. If he gets tired, does he just do that so he can, like, you know, catch his breath, have a couple plays off, and then, you know. I, I mean, it's a smart move, right? He, he's he's got to, uh, he, he's got to, if he goes down, he has to go out for a play. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So he gets a little a little break. You know, he's a big guy. You know, I'll give him that. So, you know, 6'4", 328, sizable dude. Yes. Uh, he's no Jordan Maialata, that's for sure. No, it, yeah, it should be interesting when we play them to see uh, our ends. Like, I, can you see uh, Hassan Reddick 
and Jason Peters. Uh, oh, but Hassan Reddick would just run right around him <laughs> and just done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that should be interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, as far as the, the that team down there, you know, once again, a lot of hype. Yep. Um, but I think a lot of those guys are getting kind of, you know, long in the tooth. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, there you go. Ezekiel Hashtag same page. Is, yep. um, you know, not getting any younger. Um, and, um, you know, they got rid of Omari Cooper. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so they, uh, their team kind of, you know, in transition. You know, their one their one tackle went down. Peters has to come in. You know, yep. they're uh, getting old. Yep. Yeah. They're getting old. So, um, but yeah, I I do not. John, what's your take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year? Do you think they're going to be as good as last year? Or I think they, it sounds like they've had the same issues, right? They've had a, a couple of their linemen go down, their center, and I I think one of they lost one of their tackles too. So. Uh, but everywhere else, everyone seems to think that they're uh, pretty well buttoned up, a pretty solid roster up and down. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people have faith in them. I mean, it's it's the Brady factor, right? Too. I mean, I think that certainly, you know, he, uh, you know, he's Tom Brady. He's he's the goat, as they say. Right. I just, you know, I just wonder, like, is he? You know, I want to believe that he's going to continue, you know, playing and everything. But at the same time, um, you know, is it going to be one? Of the, one of the, is this a year that he just flames out? And yeah, he's just you know bad, and yeah. he just you know retires in the middle of the season. You wow, know? you're you're going hardcore into the uh, just he completely bombs, huh? Well, well, I I just wonder, you know, is is he, you know, does. Is is that how he's going? You know, he yeah. Is that how? Yeah, it, it, is he's, this, he's, he's just like, going to hit a wall. Yeah. I'm coming back, and like, is he pushing the envelope? You know, too much. Yep. Um, and does he just you know kind of uh, tarnish his uh, legacy by you know doing what he does? He's uh, trying yeah. to impress his luck. So. Yep. Um, but I mean, the guy's what? Forty-five. Forty-five. Five years older than a um, than a. Uh, Jason Peters, that's kind of ridiculous. Well, not only that, he's uh, he's almost your age. Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Can you, uh, imagine yourself, se- can you imagine yourself playing, still playing football? No. I was going to say, in semi-related news, Sarah, his uh, alma mater, high school alma mater here in uh, the Bay Area, beat uh, my alma mater, De La Salle, uh, over the weekend. So that was uh, exciting. The uh, what do they call it? Is that do they have any nickname like that? It's, like it's the Holy it's, War or something? Uh, oh, good, yeah. Well, they, they are the Padres, so it's Padres versus the Spartans, right? right so to, uh, Sarah's Catholic, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. They so, call, call it like the Schism or something like that, or Vatican Three. I, I don't know. Come up with something cool or interesting. Well, the, you know, the Holy War is Villanova and St. Joe's. Oh, well, yes, yeah, so you can't take that. you got to, like, right. you, have to come you up go into some, like, deep-cut reference of, like, Catholic uh, history. and you Right. Know, so all the kids who went to Catholic high school kind of get it, but no one else does. Right. Right. Exactly. Some uh, inside joke. Yeah. But, yeah, the uh, our running back when I was in high school is, is the uh, head coach for Sarah High School. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, Patrick Walsh, right? 
Yep. Yeah, good memory. There you go. Yeah. And then the the starting tight end for De La Salle is slated for a full ride to Notre Dame. So he's uh yeah. He's like six six, two fifty. Ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, tight end. I saw someplace that there was a guy there's a guy over from Dale Sal went to Michigan and then transferred to UCLA and he's on a team. I'll have to look him up and see. But um yeah, that just popped into my mind. Amani Toomer went to Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Amani Toomer. A, a number uh, of NFL greats. Maurice Jones Drew. Yeah, Maurice Jones Drew went to uh, De La Salle. Um, so um, Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor, yeah. Offensive tackle for your Green Bay Packers, De La Salle. Yeah. yeah. Look it up, folks. It's uh, That is a, a, a football factory out there. A football powerhouse. Yep. And just by the way, they, they don't recruit. No, never have. <laughs> don't need to. Don't Everyone just wants to go get, you know, wants to take religious studies as part of their, uh, you know, uh, social studies you know, courses. What I've always found interesting about that is if you didn't know any better, you just drive right by, past the campus and there's the full, I mean, it's not this huge, grandiose, you know, um, stadium complex, you know, uh, Ted and I were in Austin last year. We drove by uh, Westlake, which mm-hmm. is like where Drew Brees went, and I think you know uh, Nick Foles. You know Texas football. Yep. They've got you know astroturf. Uh, you know practice. They've got like three or four different football fields. They've got. I mean, it almost looks like a mini college stadium. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know football is the first thing, and oh, by the way, there is a high school here. Yeah, um, but you drive by De La Salle, and you wouldn't know that they have had so much success in so many years. Well, I think part of that is a function of uh, your cost per square, you know, square yard of you know property in the state of California is a little more. <laughs> that, so. is that is true. That is true. So here's here's just for fun. Here's a quick rundown of all the uh, the, the the De La Salle uh, players who made it in the NFL: Doug Bryan, kicker; uh, T.J. Carey, cornerback. Uh, Matt Gutierrez, quarterback. Austin Hooper, who's currently on the uh, Tennessee Titans. Maurice Jones-Drew. Derek Landry. Dave Laverne, Jets. Uh, Kevin Simon, who was pretty good for a bit. Aaron Taylor, like you said. Amani Toomer. Uh, TJ Ward. Demetrius Williams. DJ Williams. Dylan Wynn. And Henry Tututu. So. Uh, yeah, DJ Williams. He was... Uh... He was a stud. Yeah, he was the uh, he was a guy that Madden said is the the first and the first person he ever saw who arguably could have made the jump from high school into the NFL. Yeah, like he was that good. John Madden, uh, a resident of the East Bay. John Madden yep. and I had a uh, nice conversation one time, and then I gave him the flowers that I was delivering. Oh, <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> yeah, it was, it was a nice house. Yes. Didn't his son have, like, one wing and he had the other wing or something like that? Uh, maybe. maybe. Uh, although I never saw the tr- the uh, bus was never parked in the driveway. No, it was not, yes. I, <laughs> we drove by it numerous times. I, ne- I never did see the bus. <laughs> the bus was, was never there. They clearly had it kept it someplace else. Yeah. So. Yep. Not out front in his, like, front. Yeah. 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 Um, any other news, like, around the NFL that's uh, worth discussing? Any kind of highlights you want to talk about, Rick, or...? Uh, yeah, nothing that I can uh, think of. Let me uh, 
pop through here and see if there's uh, anything else, any other... Uh, no. Yeah. Not pretty. pretty uh, I think we'll have a lot more to talk about around the NFL once we kind of... Everyone gets a gets a week under their uh, under their collars. Is that what they say? What's the what's the saying? Right. Well, yeah, I think that's also um, this is like the week of the week of hype, right? Yes. So oh, it's yeah. really hard to uh, separate the hype from news stuff. Yep. Um, the I did see that Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets. Um, which oh, I, Jets. I, I still go back to the very first uh, preseason game. Um, if you remember, Jalen Hurts just got lit up on a run, and the Jets linebacker hit him out of bounds. You know, yep. penalty. He just got right back up, ran back. Yep. And uh, Wilson was uh, running with the ball. Didn't just made a cut. Wasn't hit by anybody. Goes down. Has a knee injury. He's out the rest of the preseason, and now he's out till week four. Yeah. So I mean, it's like. That sounds like uh, Miles Sanders, actually, sort of. <laughs> Eerily reminiscent exactly. of him. So Exactly. Uh, so that's news and notes. News and notes around the league. Wow. Um, all right. Well, any other things or things you want to, you know, items you want to address for for today? Um, or are we just psyched to get into a, finally get some real action this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going into the season. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. Yep. Uh, you know, I think I said when we started this uh, back up, you know, it's, it's Super Bowl. I think that's always the, uh, you know, the goal. Yep. Um, but, John, what, you know, there's the goal. That's the ultimate goal. But what would the Eagles have to do this year uh, for you to call it a success? So uh, it's funny you say that. I, I came to that conclusion uh, earlier today. And it was reaffirmed by one Elliot Shore Parks uh, on the, the Twitter box. And I think they do need to you know, obviously make the playoffs, but they need to get at least one win. If they don't get one win uh, in the playoffs, I think the, uh, the season would be deemed. That's kind of your threshold, right? If the threshold being failure versus success, you got to get a win. And I, I do believe that this roster is, is built around the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they suffered in last year. I think it's, if they didn't lose that way, I don't think you would have seen Howie as motivated uh, as he was to, to get the guys that he needed to, you know, build a team that's not only going to beat the NFC East, but beat the entire NFC. Right. Rick, how about you? What's, what's, what's your threshold? What what would you need to be considered this a season of success? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, the NFL season, you know, in order to get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, you know, you definitely have to have, um, you know, the football gods looking down on you. Uh, I say that jokingly, right? I know there is just one god. Let's just get that straight. I say yeah. that, you know, jokingly, there are no football gods. Um, but, you know, the injury bug has to cut the right way. Yep. Um, you know, you always knock on wood, um, you know. Teams, you know, I can tell you about teams and teams and teams that, you know, look like they're going to be great, and then the quarterback goes out. And, yep. um, you know, kind of like where we were with the Eagles a couple of years ago. Um, yep. You know, you never know with the injury bug, so you always help, you know. But without, if you take that out of the equation, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I uh, would like to for them to not just back into the playoffs. You know, yep. I think, uh, you know, my expectation would be the, to uh, win the 
the first week bye in the uh, playoffs? Yeah, first week bye um, and host a game. Yep. Right? And win that game. So if you do that, you're in essence in the the NFC championship, right? NFC championship. Yep. Um, So, you know, I would like to see them. I I would say, this is a long way of saying, I would like it, it for them to call it a success would be for them to get to the NFC championship game. Um, win the NFC NFC East, win the NFC East, get to the NFC Championship game, and be competitive, right? Don't yeah, get blown yeah, not, yeah, don't get the doors blown nothing, off. Yeah, right? totally. That's, not, that's really not the destination, but be competitive with whoever um, you're playing there. Yep. So that's kind of my, um, you know, I'd really like them to go to the Super Bowl, but you know what? It's like, if we're going to go to the Super Bowl, let's win it, right? I don't want to yep. go to the Super Bowl, get me all... Piped up and then yeah, just yeah, pull pull a uh, Donovan and puke in the second quarter and right. just bomb the rest of the game. Right, yeah. right, exactly, exactly. So that's uh, that's kind of my bar uh, for success. Yep. Yeah, I think the the one part that has me a little fearful is just in all you know, joking aside, is the health of Miles Sanders and who their running backs are. I, I I'm willing to bet that if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm keeping an eye out still for. A good, good running back who stay who can stay healthy. I just, right. I don't know how much you can we can trust or ride the Miles Sanders, you know, bus, right? With all right. the soft tissue injuries, so yeah. that's I think that's kind of. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And this is the time of year where, you know, teams have made their cuts. They pretty much have their rosters fixed, and you know, um, running back whatever you need, right? this is the peak time to get it because yep. once the season starts, people start getting hurt and the guys that are on the sideline that aren't playing, um, you know, they, the top ones get picked up, you know, pretty quick. So, yep. um, you know, you have to have one just fall in our lap or, you know, tr- make a trade or something like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely that uh, in the first couple of games, like one, week one through four, that wave of injuries definitely occurs around like week two and three. Right, and if you can kind of get on the other side of week four without losing any, you know, significant contributors, I think that's kind of where you're, you know, you're in good shape. Right. So. Right. Now I'm looking forward to it. You know, with the new with, uh, you know, the new receivers or uh, yep. AJ Brown. I'm really looking forward to seeing you know him um, play. Yep. Yeah, him play, yep. and then you know, without having Rager, right? I think. That plus and taking Raider out of the equation, I think that's going to have uh, a huge difference. Yep, yep. Addition by subtraction, if you will. Right. Yep. Right. So I'm, uh, I'm positive. Cautiously, yep. cautiously optimistic. Jeff. Yep, like a true Eagles fan. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Um, again, we're uh, on every Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern which means it is 9.30 Eastern, which, Rick, it's almost your bedtime. So we will call it a show, uh, and we will say fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly, and on the road to victory. Go Birds. Go Birds.